Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Exposed, the the best podcast in the world. It's me, your host, Aaron. Um, and um, I'm going to be honest, this one's going to be a slightly different episode because I woke up today and I was coughing a bit. So you got that to look forward to, possibly. But I just thought it'd be a little bit laid back this week and, and kind of chill, just kind of get people's mind off off of everything and and just chill out all right and just relax all right so for the next hour or so just chill out and relax and be awesome you know just be awesome just be pretty pretty cool anyway um how are you guys doing um hope everyone's doing well out there in the ether that is the world that it is is earth you know fuck it i hope everyone in the universe is doing well and speaking of the universe wow what a great segue Aaron. um i don't know if you remember but probably a couple times i've talked about star trek picard the first time i think i said i was looking forward to it second time i think i said i really liked it well is i'm back I'm back with another review. <laughs> um, no, but for real, um, I'm kind of losing my losing my taste for it. Okay, so I'm talking about Star Trek Picard, the show on CBS All Access, featuring Jean-Luc Picard, uh, otherwise known as Sir Patrick Stewart, who played Jean-Luc Picard in the incredible series star trek next generation um and he's back with his own show star trek picard with some of the characters you love and remember from tng the next generation um but it's pretty much a new story pretty much just him he meets up with data in the first episode and then there's other people he he has visions of but um i'm gonna be honest i think i watched up to episode six and I believe there are 10 episodes. I don't know if they're all out yet. But I watch episode 5. And then I'm just like, okay. Next week I'll watch episode 6. Next week came around. And I'm just like, honestly, not really feeling it this week. A week goes by. Episode 7 comes out or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I still have to watch episode 6. I'll, I'll just chill out for a little bit maybe another day i'll feel like it and i have not watched an episode since okay so i'm not current okay is all i'm saying and i and maybe it got better but here's my here's my gripe with the show okay gene roddenberry created star trek in the what the 60s or whatever maybe it was the 70s maybe it was the 80s i don't know a long time ago he created it to be a utopia, right? This was supposed to be a utopia. This was supposed to be nobody in the Federation really didn't get along. Everyone on the ship liked each other, right? And the conflict came from the the um, <clears throat> the situations they got and the aliens they met, the Romulans, <clears throat> and that. God, I'm so sorry. See what I'm saying about waking up with a slight cough. I have to clear my throat. Anyway, who cares about that? 
And that's all, that's what, that was awesome, you know? In the next generation, everyone got along, okay? Everyone on the ship were friendly towards each other, and it was, um, <clears throat> the Borg was their big enemy in the latter half of that series. Um, and it was great. Star Trek Picard is not a utopia. It does not take place in a utopian world, okay? The Federation is awful. It is just awful, okay? And I listened to, or I heard something about what the showrunners wanted to do, and they wanted to kind of represent how they saw our modern society, our government, and kind of reflect that into the Star Trek universe. But here's the problem with that. That's not what Star Trek's about, okay? In the 60s, or I don't, I probably should look it up, but I think it was the 60s, when the original series came out okay our government was not a utopia but they made a show in a world in a utopian world to try to just help people detach okay give something for them to enjoy and that's why star trek was so successful why why they have trekkies all across the world who love the show okay but this one's not that this one reminds you of the shitty world we live in and it basically says you're powerless now obviously Jean-Luc Picard isn't that powerless and and I'm sure he he does really well and and is successful in whatever he does but that's really not the point it's depressing it's really it really is depressing there's massive government conspiracies it's him against this giant pretty much army of super secret soldiers that are like no one believes in people or people know exists but uh, it's just it's really dumb it's like a romulan secret police pretty much like thought police like oh we're so clever you know we got these thought police that go around and and manipulate things but no it's not very clever at all it's pretty dumb and it just doesn't excite me okay in fact and this is going to sound crazy I was watching Star Trek Picard, right? I watched a couple of first season and then I kind of fell off a couple of first episodes. And then I'm like, uh, what should I watch? I started watching Star Trek Voyager. And that show is great and I love it. And it's exactly what Star Trek Picard should have been. Okay, not to mention the freaking plot holes. Okay, that I mean, that's this is gonna happen when you have, you know, 20 years of television, 30 years of television, however long these series, because we got, you know, the original series, Next Generation, Voyager, Deep Space Nine, Enterprise, then we got Discovery, I'm probably, I think I might be forgetting one, but you get it, like, there's a lot of shows, a lot of lore, and it's hard to keep up with it, but it's really funny to go to YouTube and just find these clips of, like, every time lore is broken in Star Trek The Next Generation and Star Trek Voyager versus Star Trek Discovery and you just watch like a clip from Star Trek The Next Generation where Captain Jean-Luc Picard is saying you know we have no need for money we live in a utopia nobody's hungry everyone's happy and then you cut to a clip of Voyager and it's or not Voyager like Discovery or or, or something and um, they're like oh, you have to give me 100 credits for that. 
and then like you see someone like really mad and like starving and like begging for food or something and it's like well why did you say that replicators could save like ended hunger and then in this show there's still hunger like what anyway but that's just like a minor gripe that's like something only crazy fans would really even notice but here's another problem i have with it okay and it's part of the feeling of the show just how like the utopia kind of made you feel happier it was an escape from the reality of the of whatever era you were watching the show in whereas star trek picard is more the writers were saying it's more a representation of our current world which is not really what star trek should be in my opinion and then you got the problem that this is a story that that progresses every week okay every week it adds on to the story so you got recaps every week saying last week and start or previously in star trek picard this stuff happened remember because it's all coming back because the storyline is linear it's consistent and it changes every week to week it progresses week to week, I should say. Whereas a lot of the old shows, you know, the original series, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, they had slight arcs where every season there would be like a major event that that was being that was happening, but week to week, different events took place. Different things happened. They met a different species of aliens. They had a different enemy. They had a different disease. Something came up and they had to solve it in that one hour time slot. Okay. And it made it interesting. Okay. Where as it's something different. Okay. If you didn't like one week's episode, no biggie because next week is definitely going to be different. Okay. And yeah, there was the two parters, but those were normally like big events, like season closers, season openers, maybe a mid season, big event, something happens. Whereas Star Trek Picard is not like that. Every, well, I think I already said that, but yeah, you know, it's different. It just doesn't feel like Star Trek. That's my main problem. Like I watch Star Trek to watch Star Trek. If I wanted to watch, you know, a government conspiracy man against the government working with a rogue band of pilots and fighters and whatever... And I'd watch a different show. That's not what Star Trek's about. Anyway, I just wanted to give everyone an update because I know you were all clawing at the mouth or whatever the expression is, trying to, you know, get my opinion on it. And of course, what would Exposed be if it wasn't about my opinions? All right. And that's what this show's all about. It's about my opinions. And exposing them to you, the listener, every week on Monday for you to enjoy and forget about life for a while, you know, like the song says. Anyway, I got another opinion for you, okay? And I know I've talked about this one too. This is like a little a little recap episode, you know? There's gonna be a little bit of recaps, at least in the first half. Cause you know, it's fun to check back in on my opinions. Opinions change, you know? Things change. As time goes on, people get older. They realize things. And this is what I realized, okay? I Last week, I talked about Doom Eternal. And I said I was super excited for it. And I couldn't wait to play it. And guess what? 
that's exactly what I did Thursday. That's I like right after I got off the podcast. Boom! I pl- I was playing. I was in the game, and I was playing, and I was loving it. Okay, I'm loving it. But up 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 up, I'm loving it. Okay, and um, and my friend Matoki, as some of you might know, he's sometimes a guest on this podcast. Um, he played it on his stream and he beat it and he said he really liked it and I really like it okay but here's the thing just because you really like something doesn't mean it's not flawed okay it has flaws nothing's not very rarely do you find something that's perfect okay and let me assure you Doom Eternal is not perfect it's very good it's better than Doom 2016 I, I would say but it's not perfect and I figured I'd take a couple minutes to just air out my grievances with the game so that if anyone was interested, which I'm sure no one is. So let's get right into it, okay? Um, Obviously, it is a first-person shooter video game. I'll explain a little bit to people who don't really care about video games. It's just a first-person shooter. You're a doom hunter. You're a doom slayer. You're a guy, a space marine, as if you will who just rip and tears demons apart there's demons who are trying to take over earth um and you have to go around killing them killing and you know stopping the invasion of earth trying to save the world pretty much that's your goal but honestly that's your goal that's it you're just trying to kill demons and honestly the story doesn't really matter Doom has never really been about story. Doom Eternal does have a bit more story, a bit more lore, but none of it really matters. That's not the point. I love that about it. Here's the point. Okay, the combat is amazing. First-person shooter. It's really smooth, very quick, very intense. You feel very powerful, and yet, you know, you're still being challenged. It's not like you're OP, overpowered, as they say in the gaming community. Um, But you are, you know, it's well-balanced but you feel very powerful. Anyway, there are jump puzzles in the game now, okay? And in the last one, there's a little bit of jumping around, but this one takes it to a whole new level. Like, you'll have a combat area, and then you'll have a little jump puzzle to get to the next combat area, where in the previous game, it was like you have one combat area, then you just walk to the next one. And yes, jumping from the... doing a jumping puzzle is probably more interesting than walking. However... It's just not that good. It really just is not that good. They do have a thing where, you know, if you fall and you fail the jump puzzle, they just drop you right back at the start. That's good. But here's the problem. They take away some health or some armor, so you can only fail so many times. That makes sense, right? They don't want you... I don't know. I mean, you still have to get past it, though, is my problem. Like, And it just isn't always that responsive it doesn't always do what you want it to do the jumping's not as good as the combat is is my main problem so you have these super smooth butter smooth combat it's fast it's it's exciting you feel powerful and then you have to jump from one rock to another and if you're not if you don't hit the right button at the right time you fall and you die and you have to do it again and it slows you down now yes i understand the pacing of the game it's important to have those ebbs and flows but it just it just feels a lot of times it doesn't feel nice. It doesn't feel as good. That's my main problem. It's just not as 
good. It's not as mechanically sound as the combat, okay? And it's good to hide secrets in, right? It's great to hide secrets, but I don't know. I just feel like it could be made a little simpler, a little easier, or a little smoother. Maybe that's all it needs. Maybe it just needs to be smoother. Anyway, the music is great in the game. Holy moly, the music is incredible. It's like heavy metal, like guitars, screamo, lots of crazy, exciting, very heart-pumping music. It's very good if you like exciting music. I, I mean, you should check it out. Here's here's an okay. Here's another huge problem. Okay, in the game, there's something called there's a lot of like mini challenges, things to do, secrets like I mentioned, and there's this one secret thing called the Slayer Gate. And to do the Slayer Gate, first you have to do a jump puzzle to find this in a secret location to find a Slayer key. Then you can use that key to open the Slayer Gate, and you engage in probably my favorite part of the game, these Slayer challenges, which are just incredibly difficult. They just throw a bunch of enemies at you in a small arena and you have to kill them all. And if you do, you get something called an Empyrean key. Okay. Here's my biggest problem with that. You do that, you do the jump puzzle, you get the Slayer key, you open the Slayer gate, you do the fight, and then you have to pick up the Empyrean key. It's just in front of you. Like, oh, yeah, you did it. Congrats. Now walk over to where the key is and pick it up. Here's my biggest problem. I forgot to pick it up one time. It just, I just, I'm like, wow, that was a great fight. And I just walked away. Continued the, the level. Okay. And then I realized when I got to uh, near the end game, you use those Empyrean keys. You have to get all six. And then you can unlock a new gun called the Unmaker, and it's a very powerful gun. It's a fun gun. And, I, you know, it's just a fun reward for doing all those challenges. So I literally, I completed all six, and I was still missing a, a key. And I'm like, what the heck? I'm 99% sure I've done them all. And then I realized I forgot to pick up the key. Like, why, why not just automatically give me the key? I did it. Why do I have to pick it up? It's so dumb. It's so so. I literally had to replay that whole level because I wanted. Obviously, I didn't have to. You don't need to unlock the Unmaker, but I wanted to because what's the point of? You know, I play this game to have fun, and I want to have fun, and I want to use this new gun. Anyway, so I had to go back and I had to replay that level, and it was just that was obnoxious to me. Like, just give me the key. Why do I have to go? And that's the same for a lot of things. Like a lot of things are do this, to do this, to do this, to do this, but remember to do this at the very end. And if not, well, oops, sorry, I guess you'll have to redo the level. It's like, what the hell? And there's like some secrets like that too, like punch this very hidden wall, which is not marked in any way. And you'd only know it's there if you literally scanned every freaking inch of this wall and notice that small crack on that statue that that means you can punch it. Or if like you, me, you had to look up a video because you spent 30 minutes walking around this arena looking for the secret wall to punch and you never noticed it because it's small and dark and in a corner somewhere on the opposite side of the room. And that's just like, why is it so hidden like that? I don't know, sorry, that's a little side, a little side tangent. Some of the secrets are annoying, which obviously it's just secrets, so that's really just for the tryhards like me. But uh, 
it's 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 something. Anyway, overall, it's a great game. Okay, very interesting enemies, great kill animations, very fun, good way to de-stress, and it's just it's just overall fun. It's a fun game, and they have a multiplayer mode. I haven't tried it yet. Don't know if I ever will, to be honest. I never really played in multiplayer in Doom 2016. It's really more a single-player experience. So, if you are looking for something to do in this time of need, of if you're just sitting at home and you're like, what am I going to do for the next 20 hours or so? And you have a pretty good PC. Unfortunately, you can't run it on Mac. I don't think you can run it on Linux. It has to be a Microsoft running Windows 10, most likely. You could probably get away with Windows 8, maybe Windows 7. Anyway, that doesn't matter. If you like video games, oh, it's on consoles too. So you can get it on like, uh, on uh, I don't know if it's on Switch yet, but you can get it on uh, PlayStation and Xbox. Um, but anyway... It's just what I'm trying to say is I suggest it. And what also I'm trying to say is I do not ex suggest Star Trek Picard. So if you're thinking of buying CBS All Access just to watch that show, I'd maybe wait until it's on DVD and just buy it there if you are a Star Trek fan. Because honestly, it's not it's not like don't watch it. Like it's not the worst show in the world, but it just didn't really feel like Star Trek to me. So And there's so much Star Trek like... I would suggest watching The Next Generation if you haven't watched it. I'm really enjoying Voyager. My friends tell me Deep Space Nine is incredible. Um, obviously, the original series, a lot of people really like that. Um, Enterprise, not so much. Discovery, not so much. But, uh, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of media to watch. There's a lot of media to watch or play. or So, what I'm trying to say. Okay, this is all I'm trying to say. All I'm trying to say is there's stuff you can do in this time of boredom, as some people say. In fact, I personally have been working on a video game just kind of in my spare time. Honestly, not even really in my spare time. I haven't been doing it that much. I could, I could be doing it more, but I'm pretty busy during the week. I don't really have time. And then on the weekends, I've been playing Doom and watching Star Trek. So I haven't really had time, but it's something that I like to do that I had started long before this quarantine and I will still be working on long after this quarantine. So that's always a possibility to find a hobby that you can do, whether it be like a coding thing, an art thing, you know, maybe you'll start painting, maybe start drawing, drawing's easy enough. You know, I'm sure you have pencils and paper at your house, right? You can do some drawing. Painting might be a little harder if you don't have the supplies already, but, you know, maybe Amazon will get you to you. But it would be, I'm just trying to give some suggestions, you know. I'm just trying to help out. Ask me. I'm a helpful person. You know, you've listened to this podcast before. You know I'm a helpful person. You know that's my MO. I'm exposing the help, the, the things that you can do, <laughs> you know. It's just like. I should rename my podcast to Helping or something. No, that's dumb. Exposed is a much better name. But you get it. I'm exposing you to the world. Giving you 
things that you can do in the world that are cool, that are collectible, that are common, that are uncommon. Sorry, I just wanted to use C words and then I'm like, common's not really cool. But art's fun, drawing's fun. There's a lot of TV out there. You know, Netflix is great. Amazon Prime's got stuff. My sister's been rewatching all the High School Musical stuff. She's been watching that show on Disney Plus. Um, so there's that. I don't know if I would uh, watch that, but it's there for you if you want to watch it. You know, we live in a very, like, honestly, this is a perfect time for quarantine. This type of world that we live in, this digital world, everything's online. Everything can be online. A lot of people are able to work from home. Fortunately, some are not. And um, obviously, there's those people who do have to go into work like grocery store workers food uh, chefs um, our medical you know nurses and doctors you know they still have to go into work and they're working their booties off but um, there is also a lot of people who you know unfortunately lost a job in this in this situation or is working from home and I just want to remind people that there are things to do and luckily, there's a lot of good TV on the internet that is accessible. You can digitally buy things now very easily. You know, they're releasing movies that came out in the theater two weeks ago. You know, The Invisible Man, you can buy on Amazon Prime for 20 bucks. So it's really, you know, all I'm saying is don't, don't get down too much. There's things to do. Anyway. I've been tangenting, running on randomly. I need to collect my thoughts. And while I do that, we will go to a break. I will see you back in a couple minutes. See ya. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you had a good break. You know, I hope I had some time to collect my thoughts because I know I started to ramble there a little bit at the end. But, um, also, my voice is, I've stopped coughing and, and it's clearing up. So, you know, that is that bright side. You know, that's something to look on the bright side. You know, a little bit of talking in the morning. It's not in the morning, it's like 1 p.m. But a little bit of talking can really help, you know, if you think, like, you know, I was worried for a minute. I'm like, uh-oh, I'm coughing. You know, last Thursday I got Chipotle. Uh-oh. And then I'm like, you know, you just talk for a little bit, drink some water. Now look, I'm fine. I don't think I'm sick. Wow, just like that. That's really uplifting, someone, someone might say. Speaking of uplifting, well, actually, not yet. Well, yeah, frick it, let's do it. Let's talk about a little bit of uplifting news, okay? I know sometimes we like to go on Reddit in this podcast and look at look at things, expose some things, do some exposing, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to expose some things right now. Expose some uplifting news. I'm on Reddit. I'm on r slash uplifting news. Okay. And I'm going to look at some of these headlines. Okay. And I saw one headline here. And it says, kennels go empty after every animal gets adopted at Colorado shelter amid outbreak. Okay. And I read that. And I said, oh, that's really uplifting. That's really nice. And then I thought... This is a perfect time 
to talk about fostering slash adopting pets during this time, okay? As I mentioned before the break, it's obvious a lot of people are stuck at home, okay? Especially if you live in like, you know, New York, LA, Chicago, big cities, major cities in the US, that's what I'm talking about, but around the world too, you know, I know England's doing some lockdown stuff. Um, now's a really good time to not even, you don't even have to adopt, okay? You can foster dogs, cats, whatever, animals, and help really help out your local shelters. Because now this is something I heard. I heard that, and I'm not an expert. I don't want to come across as an expert, but I did hear this. I heard that animals, pets cannot transmit the coronavirus to you. However, I also heard that there were a lot of people who were afraid that their pets could transmit this disease to them. And so a lot of shelters really started to fill up and are probably still very full. And that's a problem because these shelters, they can't just expand and say, oh, we're at capacity, but maybe if we put two dogs in this cage and well, okay, the dogs aren't gonna be happy, the cats aren't gonna be happy, no one's gonna be happy. They just don't have the space. So what they have to do is they have to euthanize these these adorable, you know, these adorable animals. They really, they did nothing wrong. They did absolutely nothing wrong. And it's really sad. Um, but, you know, as a collective body, we can help fix this problem. And it's not even, you don't even have to commit to anything. You don't have to say, I will adopt this dog for the rest of its life, or the rest of my life. I will take care of this being like it's my own child. You don't have to do that. If you don't want to, I think you should consider it because I've always wanted a dog and I would love that. But you don't have to do that. You can do fostering, okay? And all that is, is you say, I will foster this dog, this cat, this chipmunk, whatever it is, this bird. I will take it into my home and I will care for it for this foreseeable future, maybe just during the quarantine. And then, you know, after it, you know, when things calm down a bit, you'll be able to give it back to the shelter or maybe they'll find an, a permanent home for this pet um, where you can just watch it, play with it, take it for walks. They're honestly... A lot of people during this quarantine, are they're just going to be inside all day. They're going to say, I can't leave, so I'm not going to leave. I can't go anywhere. I can't go to restaurants. I can't go to bars. I can't. So F it. I'm not going to do anything. And they're going to sit at home eating not healthy food. Maybe you're even eating healthy food, but you're not exercising. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a problem. For your health, for society's health, America's already really not that healthy of a country. However... If you foster a dog, if you adopt a dog, that gives you an excuse, gives you motivation to go out at least once a day, take this dog for a walk, maybe multiple times a day. What are you doing? You're going to watch Star Trek Picard? Yeah, you'll watch one episode. Maybe you'll go for a 20-minute walk. Maybe you'll watch a couple more episodes. You'll do some work from home. Maybe you'll eat lunch. Then you'll say, what else am I going to do? I'm kind of bored. All right. Go for another walk. Play with the dog. Do something. It gives you a little bit motivation to do something, to have fun. Anyway, 
I just saw that headline and it and it reminded me that this is a great time to if you were ever considering it. I know my sister has been considering it for a long time, so I suggested maybe they should try fostering a time because her and her boyfriend are both working from home. They're home all the time. All they do is sit in here. They never leave. They sit in here. They go to the grocery store like once a week, once every two weeks, whatever. And they eat food and they messy up this place. And I think now's a great time for them to foster a dog. But anyway, I digress. I just wanted to say it's uplifting news that every all these Colorado shelters are going empty because a lot of people are fostering and adopting, but maybe in your town. I mean, I doubt 90% of you live in Colorado. Maybe some of you do, but in LA, there's a lot of shelters that could use your help. New York, I'm sure there are a lot all across the country, all across the world. It's always a good time. And now's a perfect time because you're home all day. I mean, obviously if you're not home all day, maybe it's not, but Something to consider, all right? How's this for uplifting news, okay? We hear about this COVID-19. We hear, oh, you know, if you're young, maybe it's a 1%, 1 or 2% chance of dying, which is not good, but it's, you know, it's beatable. And then you hear, you know, but as you get older, you know, if you're in your 70s or 80s, maybe it's like a 5% chance of dying, which is, you know, again, it's not it's not 50%, it's not 100%, but it is more than 1 or 2% and it's scary, you know? However, a little bit of uplifting news. We know Italy got hit pretty hard with this uh, coronavirus. But how's this for uplifting? A 101-year-old man born during the Spanish flu. So he already went through that Spanish flu. He's beaten COVID-19 in Italy. Look at that. It's possible. 101 year old. He's so old that you couldn't even count that high. Try. I doubt you could reach it. So that's how old he is. He probably doesn't even remember. The Spanish flu was so long ago. What was that? I don't even know. But, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. And he beat it. So there's hope out there. Obviously, it affects everyone differently. There are young people dying. There are old people surviving. Um, and it just because he beat it doesn't mean you're guaranteed to beat it, but it's something to consider that, you know, it is possible. It's not a death sentence, not necessarily. So it's just something that's nice, you know? All right. And I got another, another slightly uplifting, but also it's going to put me on a tangent as well. Okay. These, there are some scientists who just found a bug that can feast on toxic plastic. Obviously, we all know plastic does takes a very, very, very long time to, I guess, disintegrate. I don't know what the word would be. But they've been polluting our landfills, polluting our oceans, polluting our beaches, polluting a lot of things for a long time. But unfortunately, plastic is everywhere. And it's an incredibly useful material for us. You know, we can do it cheaply and we can make a lot of very interesting, a very a lot of necessary, a lot of unnecessary gadgets and gizmos, bags and boxes, whatever. So unfortunately, plastic isn't going anywhere. But, you know, science found this bug that can, that can eat it. And that's a great thing. 
but that's not going to save this planet. Okay, let me be a realist a little bit. All right. This COVID-19 has shown us one thing. It's shown us that we, if we really put our minds together, if we really, if we see an issue, we can do something about it. Okay. You know, we have this stay at home order here in LA. People are staying home. Roads are clear. Yes, some people are still going out. And there's always going to be those outliers who think they're above everyone else. But for the majority of people, most of the world is listening to the experts and they're following advice and they're trying to do what's right. And hopefully we'll get some good news in the next couple weeks, days, whatever, that the curve's starting to flatten and we're starting to make a difference because of this stay at home, because of the treatments that scientists are working tirelessly to try to find because of all these companies that are are now trying to help make ventilators, donate um, equipment, whatever, to these hospitals, to these doctors. And we're showing sort of unity. Now, yes, this has come at a cost of some of our economy. The stock market is not doing that well. But honestly, that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make personally. Um, because if everyone's in the same boat, it's not like you are the only one losing your job. And yes, it sucks. But um, there's some people who have been on the news recently saying that who cares if 2% of the population dies, we should focus on the economy. And I just do not agree with that. And I really hope that a lot of people don't agree with that because if truly that is the way most people think, then I don't really know what to say. And this point is moot. But I hope you all agree with me that life is more valuable than money and that it would suck if your grandparents died or your parents died or your friend's parents died. Like, honestly, it's it's like it's not worth it, right? Like, is it really worth it to lose someone you love for the economy for businesses so that billionaires get some more money so that mcdonald's doesn't go out of business or whatever now mcdonald's isn't going out of business because obviously food is very important right now but you know it's just crazy to me that some people believe it's okay to let people die in the sake for economy but whatever that wasn't even my point. My point was when we put our minds together, we can make change. And we've seen something in China, something in Europe, I believe. Rivers have become clear. Pollution in China has become a lot less because everyone's staying at home. And it's made a major impact on the environment in a lot of places. And that's incredible. And that has a lot of people talking about if we really want to we can affect change in the environment. And for years, scientists have said, we need to do something about the environment. And people have said, that's too big of a thing to ask. And there's no tangible evidence. That's what they're saying. Things are happening too slow. Yes, the ice caps are melting, but they're melting over years. 
the the water's rising sure but you can't really tell because you go to the beach and then two months later you go to the beach and it looks the same maybe it is rising maybe it went up two inches maybe it went up two feet maybe it went up two yards two meters whatever but you can't really tell because you know it's not as crazy it's not as you know visually obvious as hospitals filling up with sick people but I think if this has shown us anything, it's shown us that we can do something and we should do something. Because, you know, seeing rivers, seeing animals come back to areas that they haven't been in for a long time because of pollution or overpopulation or whatever it is, it's incredible. And I think that after this whole thing has gone away, which I hope it does, which I think it will do, I think we really need to to say, wow, that was great. Look how we came together. Look how we all did our part to help, you know, help each other and help end this virus. We should do the same with the environment. And I did hear some news about how the U.S. government had uh, taken away some restrictions from the that the EPA had made on businesses. Um, And that really, honestly, that really disappoints me. Yes, obviously their reasoning is probably we really shouldn't, we have bigger fish to fry, right? But I don't see how they could say that while at the same time saying who cares if 2% of the world population dies, we need to focus on the economy. And then also say, who cares about the environment, we need to focus on the economy. It's just an incredibly negative attitude, which it just hurts me. But all I'm trying to say is we really should just keep our eye on the environment. And when this thing is over, and even during this crisis, we could start thinking about ways to save the environment. Maybe you realize, wow, I really don't need to drive that much because I can do all this stuff online. Okay, well, now when this whole thing's over, I'll commute to work and maybe on the weekends I'll go to like bars and stuff. But like, I don't need to do this, blah, 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 blah. I have found joy in other ways. I really like spending time with my family, whatever it is. Or, you know, maybe after this whole thing, you're like, oh, maybe I'll do, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, but I think this, we should start looking at it. That's all I want to say. Anyway, I'm just very tangenty today. I'm sorry. This is, like I said, it's a weird episode. It's just a, a strange episode this, this, um, this week, but now it's time for everyone's favorite part of the podcast. I know you like it. I know I like it because I don't really have to talk for that long. It's time for Matokian Emmett's Corner. Oh, what are you guys? What are you guys up to this this week? Hey, how's it going, Aaron? What's up? Hey, Aaron Matoki, is that you guys? Yeah, what's up, man? How's how's up, everything really? going? Quarantine, am I right? <laughs> Uh, and it's quarantine, am I right? <laughs> nice, nice. Thanks. Dude, honestly, it's been such a pleasure. Aaron, thank you so much. Like, this is a big opportunity for us. Aaron, man. this is awesome. 
I I love this. I cannot tell you. Did you get the Did you get the gift that I sent you? To say I just wanted to say thank you. Yeah, like, this yeah. is awesome. This is really gonna like. I'm gonna go places after this. I just it was like so hard to find two sex life size dolls of both of us. And I yeah. think you'd appreciate super, that. Okay, I'm stop right there. That's super interesting. Uh, wow, what a oh, great segment um, from you well, guys. Per yeah, usual. Wow. So good. Yeah, oh, we goodness. started. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, I'm really okay, glad well, that you shared that. I mean, I don't, don't want to overstep my bounds. Aaron, just thank you very much. With all my loyal like, fans oh, my God, and listeners. Like, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Please, after. It's over. That would be awesome. All right. Yeah. And that just about wraps it up for... Oh. How could I forget? Uh, best listener in the world. And this one comes from Fun Size CC. Thank you, Fun Size CC. And it is a five star review, as you know. That's the only uh, rating you can give us. Um, and they say social distancing is no fun. And you're right. But like I said, there's, there's ways to get around that. You can make your own fun in the time being. And then you said, but Mondays are my favorite because I get to listen to both of, both of you. Uh, probably a typo. Because I get to listen to you always making me laugh and smile. Thank you. Smiley face. Heart emoji. And that's very nice, Cece. I'm sure you're a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, thank you for that review. And thank you for everyone else who left the review. And um, please... Leave a review on iTunes, on Spotify. That was an iTunes review, by the way. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And and remember, five stars only. If you do anything else, it is, um, it is not allowed. It'll actually flag that and say, uh, are you sure? Like, that's kind of dumb of you. Like, that's not allowed. Um, so you'll just have to figure that out, obviously. But... Um, five stars review anywhere, and we might read it on the podcast. I, sorry, I don't know. I said we, that's crazy. Anyway, um, have a great, um, Monday. And if you're listening to this on Wednesday, April Fools, ha <laughs> ha. Anyway, uh, we'll be back to a regular scheduled podcast next week. I hope you enjoyed this fun little different episode this was a little april foolsy little prank on y'all um matoki and emmett will be back next week for your regular scheduled programs see ya